Hi, babes. Before we start the show, I just wanted to say, if you haven't done it yet, you should go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod, and you should check us out because that's where we post our big, long, deep, hard, sexy, um, deep dives about Floridiana, Florida topics. Uh, we just did one a couple of weeks ago about the villages, which is Florida's friendliest hometown. That's where all of your parents are moving uh, to go die right now. Um, we recently did one about the Duggars, the uh, the sex family of religious freaks um, in Arkansas who uh, a Florida woman married into and is still currently married to a, a convicted sex creep and pedophile named Josh Duggar, and we tell the whole story there. Uh, we're working on one about a serial killer called the Gainesville Ripper right now, and then pretty soon we're going to be doing a, a like a series on like extremist groups in Florida, uh, uh, from right wing to left wing to eco terrorism to like uh, black nationalist separatist groups to um, you know your typical Nazis, and all of a sudden there's like internet Nazis that are down in Florida. This guy named Nick Fuentes, who's like a Twitter Nazi, who uh, I think you might remember, he had dinner with the president, the former president and Kanye West at Mar-a-Lago back in March. Donald Trump had a, a an internet teenage Nazi and Kanye West over for dinner. It's fucking nuts. That sounds like the dinner party. Like, you know that question, like who... Name three people, living or dead, that you would want to have a dinner party with. Yeah. Oh, that, that's the nightmare that sounds dinner like party. Your most deranged friend. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 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 That's Who's teetering towards. You would only come up with that lineup if you had been like smoking synthetic marijuana yeah, you bought say, from a gas station. Teetering towards like irrevocable mental illness breakdown, like that you can't come back from. You know that kind. Exactly. Psychosis <laughs> dinner. Yeah. But it's a, a dinner party that could have only happened in Florida, folks. Anyway, that being said, uh, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Pod. And if you haven't yet, give us a like on whatever app you're listening to us on, uh, a rating, a subscription. Uh, it helps boost our numbers and our, our audience keeps growing, which we're very happy about. We love tickling your little eardrums. And we're even taking requests from our patrons on Patreon. If you have a particular Florida topic or Florida story that you want us to research and cover, we're down to do that. It's true. All you got to do is subscribe and then send us a DM and we'll look into it. We live to serve. Okay, on to the show. Okay, right off the bat, babe. Florida man stages a coup in the House of Representatives, gets rid of the Speaker of the House, and leaves us with absolutely nobody running the House of Representatives. Perfect chaos. Chaos agent. Yes. Yes, always. in national politics, you can depend on Florida. We will be there, and we will be square. And you will be and fucking... We will scramble everything. They're just, and we're going to take our fingernails and just scratch and tear and destroy everything around us for no reason at all. For fun. It was Matt Gates. 
you remember Matt Gates? No. He's a representative from Florida um, who, by the way, last year was tangled up in a sex trafficking and pedophilia really? scandal. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's one of Donald Trump's most like loyal and vocal supporters in the uh, House of Representatives. And he rode on Donnie's coattails to get into office, right? Um, on the on that like MAGA train, MAGA wave. Um, and last year, he and one of his friends, uh, who's another uh, government employee, were tangled up in a scandal where it was alleged that one of them got convicted. His friend got convicted, but the charges got dropped for Matt Gates. God only knows what levers he was pulling behind the scenes. <laughs> but um, apparently, they had been going to a different country and paying a 17-year-old girl large sums of money to have sex with her on a boat. Oh, my God. So Matt Gates, uh, alleged pedophile and sex trafficker, uh, decided to stage a coup in the House of Representatives last week, um, oust Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House, and then do absolutely nothing to replace him <laughs> and just leave, fade silently back into the background. But people are speculating that he did this as a move to place himself in the running for the next governorship of Florida. Oh, shit. Because people can see that this DeSantis ship is sinking quickly. Mm -hmm. And Matt Gates is like, hey, I'm the guy. I'm the new kook in town. Exactly. Kooky crazy. Exactly, exactly. Kooky crazy um, teenage sex man. <laughs> spooky. Yeah, thousands of taxpayer dollars season. paid to hookers in foreign countries. That's, I mean, who better to lead the state of Florida? I can't think of one person. Did you see that um, Ron DeSantis last week, who, by the way, is still running for president? <laughs> That's still happening. He eats pudding with his fingers, and he's still in the running. <laughs> he eats pudding with his fingers. <laughs> Apparently, he takes... Like, hour-long, uh, not hour-long, sorry, multiple hour-long, like, international plane flights. People have reported sitting next to Ron DeSantis on airplanes that are, like, flying from, like, New York City to, like, Jordan, you know, like, the Middle East, um, which is, like, a 15-hour-long plane flight. And apparently, the man does nothing to entertain himself on these flights. He just sits there and stares silently forward like a statue He's fuck? not sleeping. He's not watching anything. He's not listening to anything. He's not reading a book. He's not doing a crossword. He's not talking to the person next to him. In fact, uh, people report that he's icy cold and oh. unfriendly. Oof. <laughs> so Chilling. He's just like the kind of guy who sits there and stares forward on an airplane. He thinks he can be the president of the United States. Also, that thing you said about the pudding, we can't forget about that as a nation, guys. <laughs> This guy apparently Don't let that be buried in the news cycle. Apparently, that's another thing that he was seen doing on an airplane was eating a pudding cup, and because he didn't have a spoon or any sort of utensil, he just stuck his fucking three fingers like as a, a shovel. scoop as yeah. a shovel into the fucking pudding, and then just dolloped it into his mouth with his bare goddamn hands. Uh. This man is a psychopath. <laughs> And he's not particularly good at hiding it either. He doesn't have the charisma of, no. like, you know, a business psychopath. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like a, he's like a, po I don't know. He's like a poli sci major psychopath. He's like the, I don't know, something about him and Pete Buttigieg 
seem oh, I agree. they're like kindred spirits. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're like twin flames. Just yeah, they're awkward. Ones on the white, strange. Right, white, the white, right? Ooh, Ooh. the ones on the left. <laughs> right. The, white. No, no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but both of them have that like glassy-eyed, like. One's Yale educated, the other one. Where did Budget go? He must have gone to some Ivy. He seems Ivy. Yeah, no yeah, idea. yeah. But they're like they have like they would have both. They would both have soft hands. I feel like if you soft clammy your, hands took your yeah. finger and poked their cheek, it would be like play doh. Like right. you might go all the cold. way through their mouth. <laughs> yeah, it would be cold and and yeah. malleable, pliable. But they both have this same like will to power, but like but lack of charisma. To back it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um either way, Ron DeSantis, famous uh, finger pudding eater, uh getting still driving that campaign. They keep doing these debates too. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like Donald Trump has like 40 points on all of you. It's not going to happen. None yeah. of you guys are going to be the nominee this year. None of them. I'm sorry, and, and Donald Trump would run this campaign from prison and still get more support than any of these fucking jerk-offs. I know, I know. I mean, I guess you can't fault a guy for dreaming. But either way, in, um, in one of those debates, he recently was made to answer, uh, how come, pray tell, do inform us, Governor DeSantis, uh, why Florida is one of the only 10 states that rejected the Medicaid expansion? Um, how come you have just made the conscious decision to not insure your poorest citizens with health care? Um, and so he, he had to respond, and he at first he had this like sort of rambling answer trying to change the subject. He said, well, I think this is a symptom of our overall economic decline. Everything's gotten more expensive. You see insurance rates going through the roof, People that are going to get groceries. I've spoken with a woman in Iowa, and she said, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm having to take things out of my grocery cart when I get to the checkout line. Okay. Meaning, like, meaningless. Meaningless. Yeah, okay. Funny that he said that thing about insurance, because insurance companies are refusing to insure properties in Florida, like, by by the shovelful. Um, Progressive keeps, like, raising its rates by, like, thousands of percents and uh, dropping hundreds of thousands of uh, insurees. Uh, it's just it's funny that he would mention insurance rates going through the roof because, yeah, you ought to know. So if there was a thesis of what he's saying here, is it that, well, other people are getting poorer, but so is the state's economy, so I can't do anything about it? Like well, that kind of thing? I think basically what he's saying is like, well, you know, this uh, this economy, this uh, what, it, what are you going to do? It's Joe Biden's fault, like that kind of thing. Oh. Um, that's what any Republican, when faced with a question like that, is going to default to. Like, well, the Democrats make everything expensive. So what he eventually, they pressured him on it. They were like, eh, that doesn't sound good enough to me. And what he said was, our state's a dynamic state. We've got a lot of folks that come. If, of course, we've had a population boom. We also don't have a lot of welfare benefits in Florida. We're basically saying we want to. This is a field of dreams. You can do well in the state, but we're not going to be like California and have massive numbers of people on government programs without work requirements. We believe in your work, and you got to do that. And so that goes for all the welfare benefits. And you know what that's done, Stuart? Our unemployment rate is the lowest amongst any big state. We have the highest GDP growth events of any big state, 
And even CNBC, no fan of mine, ranked Florida the number one economy in America. So basically what he's saying is, uh, so to make our economy work, what we do is we point a gun <laughs> at all the poor people and say, hey, uh, you're going to get cancer and die on the street in debt. You're going to be buried in a pauper's grave unless you go work <laughs> at fucking Walmart for seven fifty an hour. Republicans always do this. They always go like, our economy is so strong. Our unemployment numbers are lower than ever. Yeah, okay, but what does that matter if the fucking minimum wage in the state isn't enough to pay for the cost of living in the state? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does it matter if everybody's got a job if that doesn't fucking make a dent in the debt that they have or the or do anything to keep up with the quality of life? Or the quality of death. The cost of dying. Or the cost of dying. Well, listen, fucking people keep moving to Florida. The reason why his economy is doing so well is because other people who are wealthy from elsewhere are moving down there and bringing all of their huge piles of cash that they've hoarded their entire lives. It's not because the economy is doing so great, and it's not because everybody's, like, working and there's this, like, humming buzz of industry down in Florida. It's because people are coming as, like, death tourists from all over the rest of the country. Yes, and I would I would like to pivot. Death tourists. I would like to pivot because I'm very curious about something, and I have to get it out Please. of my noggin. Uh-huh. Don't you think that because of what you've just said, uh-huh. Florida should be the most haunted state in the country? <laughs> yes, And how I come do. no one's talking about this? <laughs> Why does Massachusetts get all the acclaim? Why? Why does Rhode Island... And New York State uh-huh. and Virginia, why, why do they get to parade around spooky season, get all uh-huh. the, the haunted tourism? What about Florida, huh? Everyone goes here to die. Uh-huh. It should be the most haunted. I, I wonder if it is. I, I, I agree, I babe. wonder if so, if... I wonder if some of the crazy stuff that's not happening in the state may actually be rooted in the paranormal. Yeah, you think ghosts are to blame? Think about how many people die in Florida. There's a lot of them. That's I sort of the don't major you think more people would there. die in Florida than any other state in the nation? Maybe tied with Arizona? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, you make a good point, Kelsey. Or I think the states that you were talking about earlier, in, like in the Northeast region, mm-hmm. they um, they have seasons. So autumn rolls around, and it's a lot spookier there than it is. But in what's Florida. What's spookier than mm-hmm. no seasons at all? Than a relentless slog, a death march yeah, of swamp, of swamp land summer from beginning to end with no no respite, no not change. Wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just had to throw that in. I there. just want you know. No, I appreciate. I wonder it. if the I villages think... isn't the most haunted place in the world. It could be. I mean, I think maybe we need to do a deep dive on haunted Florida. Because I, so I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, like the whole. It's essentially a mass grave for people from Illinois and New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Michigan. The uh, it's just Florida's one big sort of like hole. That we dump our old people into, into and then yeah. cover over with cement. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it stands to reason there should be a lot of ghosts down there. And maybe that's what's, you know, infecting the water in Pinellas County. It's just all the retirees. 
It's got to be. And they're all angry, too. You ever notice that? They're all fucking grumpy down there. Totally. And I feel like ghosts feed off of negative energy. I feel like it's an endless cycle. You know, like dark entities attach themselves to dark people, and then Mm -hmm. they have to create more negativity in order to feed off of the negativity. And Yeah. It's a darkness vampire, you know, and and no wonder they're so grumpy down there. Yeah, it's a great point. Could also be that none of them have health insurance or can afford rent. Then that might be making them grumpy, too. But it could also be ghosts, I think. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so basically all I'm saying to, to wrap up this whole, like, tangent on DeSantis is that, like, he, he just let the mask slip a little bit. He basically was like, we don't want you to have... Uh, any sort of social safety net. You don't get that in Florida. Yeah, um, Floridians are proud. You of have to labor for the rich, um, probably as an independent contractor, um, meaning your employer does not have to guarantee you health insurance. Um, you've got to go work for the wealthy people who are coming down here who are actually running the economy if you're a Florida native. Um, and that's what you get. I don't think that's letting the mask slip at all. You don't think so? You He basically was like, yeah, well, I chose not to expand uh, Medicare, which is a federal program that essentially pays for itself. If my parents, there is no conservative Florida people that they are, that. are any litmus test of this, yeah. they are proud of that. They think it's great. Yeah. But nobody's going to get health insurance, though. They I don't mean, care. They just, okay. They don't, I mean... I, I honestly think that it's a badge of honor in Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Other Florida listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people who live in the state think this way. Yeah. It just never fails to astound me, like, how callous and uh, horrible Ron DeSantis actually is. Do you know what I mean? Like, how empty and hollow this guy really is and how much he... It, I mean, it seems like he hates the people who live in Florida, don't you think? Like, I think he is incapable of, like, true hate. I think it's all just empty disdain. Ah, oh, Jesus. Like, he's just a tin can. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, just God. like, yeah, yeah. I, I think hate requires passion. I don't think he has any passion. That's a good point. Or any blood running through his system. Well, I think that's what's going to keep him out of the White House permanently. Yeah, me too. And uh, it seems like Matt Gates is hot on his heels <laughs> to become the next governor of Florida. So we'll see how this all plays out. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, despicable, chaotic, our kind of shit. <laughs> okay, do you have any Florida women you'd like to? I do. I have so dive many. Into? Okay, wedgie on Disney water slide caused severe injuries. Lawsuit says. Oh Jesus Christ. This is from the New York Times. Emma McGinnis suffered permanent bodily injury on a visit to Disney World in Florida in 2019, according to a lawsuit that accuses Walt Disney Parks and Resorts of negligence. Emma McGinnis traveled with her family to Walt Disney World in October 2019, in part to celebrate her 30th birthday. But when she went down a 214-foot water slide called the Humunga Kawabunga... (laughs) She experienced a, quote, painful wedgie and, quote, suffered severe and permanent bodily injury, according to a lawsuit that she and her husband, Edward McGinnis, filed in Orange County, Florida last week. Jesus Christ. What do you think it was? Like, what kind of permanent, severe body injury? I mean, it's got to be to her, like, reproductive parts, right? Her 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 vag? Her vagina. Let's read and find out. 
The lawsuit seeks at least $50,000. Well, that's not really a lot. Okay. In damages and accuses Walt Disney Parks and Resorts of negligence. Yeah, all things considered, that's not a lot to ask. Yeah. Disney World did not immediately respond to emails seeking comment. Humunga Cowabunga is part of the Typhoon Lagoon Water Park at Disney World in Lake Buena Vista. And Disney's website says it, the slide features a near vertical, I mean, I'm okay. all right, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. a near vertical five-story drop in the dark. Wow, so she was reaching terminal velocity there. According to the lawsuit, Ms. McGinnis followed the slide's instructions for riders, which direct them to cross their legs, oh no, Crossed uh-huh. their legs at the ankles, but yeah. she neared the. But as she neared the end of the slide, mm-hmm. quote, her body lifted up. She became airborne, Ooh. and she was slammed downward against the slide, which increased the likelihood of her legs becoming uncrossed oh, or shit. otherwise exposing herself to injury. Oh, you oh, think she dude. gets nailed in the pussy? <sighs> okay, the lawsuit says. Quote: The impact of uh-huh. the slide and her impact into the standing water at. The, oh. Yeah. Is uh-huh. this like when you fall, when you jump from a bridge yeah, and you uh-huh. hit water and it's like cement? Yeah. The impact of the slide and the impact into the standing water at the bottom of the slide caused Ms. McGinnis's clothing to be painfully forced between her legs uh-huh. and for water to be violently forced inside her. Dude. Okay. okay. So this is horrific. I have personal experience with what? this. Not Okay. I have an anecdote about a friend who had personal experience with this. Um, they were doing cliff jumping at the Lake of the Ozarks. They were, like, jumping off of a bluff into the lake. And exactly like when you're going on this slide, you're supposed to cross your legs, and you're supposed to clench your butthole really hard. Um, the crossing your legs is basically turning you from something that's flat on the bottom to something that's pointy on the bottom. Right, right. So that you can pierce the water. Right, Which right. will help it not, like, smack so hard. That's the same thing that's going on when you do, like, a belly flop. Yeah, yeah. Off of a diving board, you're creating a big flat, flat surface, surface. And that's why it creates that big slap effect sound. Hurts so much. That's that. <laughs> okay. But when you're diving, like, say you're doing just a regular, like, front dive off a diving board... You make yourself pointy so that you pierce through the water, mm-hmm. right? That's the same principle. So that's what you're supposed to be doing on the humunga cowabunga is you're going down, hitting terminal velocity, heading towards a sheet of water that, as you said, um, acts like concrete if you're dropping from a high enough distance. Um, so what happened was this person that I knew didn't cross their legs and had an unclenched butthole. And what happened was water, so they smashed into the lake. Because mm-hmm. they're coming, jumping from a high distance. And the water went rushing up their butthole <sighs> and punctured their colon. What? Yeah. So lake water <gasps> fucking went no. boom up through oh their colon. God. And it has so Creating many a hole. Yeah. Yeah. The shit. lake water, the fucking shit tube that it pierced. They had to immediately <laughs> no. go to the hospital. They had surgery. They had like courses of antibiotics for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, it was fucked. That's so scary. Yeah. So okay, take note if you want to go on the humunga cowabunga. Oh, what might pass. happen? It might go straight up your asshole. Oh my god! And imagine if you're a woman, you got even bigger hole than that. It could go up. Exactly. It could go up your pussy hole too. Oh, and no. here's the other thing: is that um, okay? So lake water is bad. Yeah. But like pool water. I'm, oh. I hate to tell you guys, there's a reason they put so much chlorine into it. 
And imagine filthy. at a water park, filthy. how many people with shit particles and like <sighs> dead skin and hair and piss and all of that other gnarly, delicious smoothie <laughs> of human, you know, excreta um, have been milling around in that water. So that's what's going shooting up your pussy hole if you don't clench. Okay. Well, she tried to clench. She did try to clench. She says. But so the, she says. So what she says is the construction of the slide made it so that she went airborne. Yeah. And then was unable to clench. Yeah. And that's Disney's fault. Yes. I believe that. Um, her body lifted up. She became airborne. She was slammed downward against yeah. the slide, which increased the likelihood of her legs becoming uncrossed or otherwise exposing herself to injury. Jesus the Christ. impact of the slide uh -huh. and her impact into the standing water at the bottom of the slide caused Ms. McGinnis's clothing to be painfully forced between her legs and for water to be violently forced inside her. God damn. She experienced immediate and severe pain internally, and mm. as she stood up, blood began rushing from between her legs. Yeah, of course it did. Okay, yeah. Holy fucking shit, She was dude. taken to a hospital by ambulance for treatment yeah. and was eventually brought to another hospital for the, quote, repair of her gynecological injuries by Ooh. a specialist. Yep, so it went up her <gasps> pussy hole. Oh, adding that she had severe vaginal lacerations. Fuck. Did she have kids, do you think? Do you think this, like, impacted her chances? I, it seems, I mean, the article doesn't say. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. not that It's pertinent, not really except relevant, for it's, except for if you're, like, a pervert like us. Yeah, I'm fucking curious about it. Yeah. Um, she's 30. Okay. I, so I would assume in today's she's day in and age ages. that she doesn't yet have a child. Okay. Is she big gal? You know, I'm very curious about that, too. Mm -hmm. I feel like she would have to either be a big gal or a, or little gal. a very teeny gal. That's what I think, To too. have had an accident like this on a slide like this. but Yeah, she's either petite or obite. Yeah, obite. Yeah. Obite. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I'm curious. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it says that mm -hmm. uh, the... Oh, it says that her bowel was also... Oh, punctured protruded through her abdominal wall. Oh, yeah. It gave her a hernia, which uh, caused damage to her internal organs. Oh, my God. She should be asking for, for so much more, more money. Fifty thousand dollars. I went on your fucking stupid slide. It gave me a bloody wedgie, damaged my <sighs> vagina and gave me a fucking hernia. Oh, my God. Which this is like millions my of dollars. Origins. You can. I almost said internal origins. Hmm. Internal origins. Um. You could get go septic from this. Like you can get so yeah. many infections from this. Yeah. Like you Fuck said, yeah. the water is super dirty. Yeah. Um. I think it could. Well, impact... that's just a guess, but you still, yeah. I I feel like this could impact her ability to have kids, as we were saying too. Honestly. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, the the complaint says the slide carries risks that Disney World uh -huh. knew about or should have known about. Quote, specifically, when a rider of the slide reached the bottom of the ride and traveled into the pool of water designed to stop further travel, the force of the water can push loose garments. So it was about the garments, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, into a person's anatomy, an event known <laughs> as a wedgie, the lawsuit states. An event known as a wedgie. Because of a woman's anatomy, the mm -hmm. risk of a painful wedgie is more common and more serious than it is for a man. Yeah. Mr. McGinnis has suffered loss of his wife's care, comfort, consortium, support, and services, yeah. the lawsuit states. The couple's lawyer, Alan Wagner, did not immediately respond for requests for comment. 
Unlike other water slides at Typhoon Lagoon, the Humunga Cowabunga does not involve the use of raft or tube, which claims that riders on the slide reach speeds of nearly 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. That's what that's terminal velocity. That's I can't remember exactly what the number is, but like when you drop something of a specific mass uh, from a high enough distance, it will continue to gain speed until it hits what's called terminal velocity, which is like how fast that thing can go uh, because of the strength of the force of gravity. Uh, so that's what that woman was at. She was going as fast as you can be dropped. Uh, that's how fast she was being dropped. Da, da, da. <laughs> Accelerating towards the wedgie of her absolute life. <laughs> Almost the wedgie of her death. I yeah. know. Can you? I mean, it's that's so fucked up. It rearranged her bowels. That's how strong this wedgie was. This is a true nightmare. Yeah. Although it reminds me of that case at the Schlitterbahn in Kansas City and I'm, where that kid went down a similar water slide. I guess we're learning a rule here, folks. Don't go on vertical water slides because they can... I mean, it's... Because essentially a vertical water slide is just jumping off of a cliff. You jump. You're, you're yeah. falling. You're yeah. falling. <laughs> you're just falling. There you go. You want to jump off the Golden Gate? The promise that they're sort of making to you is that eventually you'll be caught by the slide and like eased out of that free fall. But like... But yeah, I mean, think oh, about yeah, it. If Disney's you're going on a vertical water slide, you're just jumping off of a cliff, essentially. <laughs> But yeah, that kid in the Schlitterbahn in Kansas City got decapitated because he was the wrong, you know, size mass. Yeah, yeah. he was the wrong size. Yeesh. So it could have been worse than a wedgie. That's <sighs> all I'm saying. Gross. Okay, more Florida women. Yeah. Go ahead. So I wanted to update everyone on our last minisode. We talked about a gator in Pinellas, a 13 foot alligator. Yeah. That had a half of a woman's body clamped between its jaws yeah, and was yeah. walking around. Yes. Um, that woman, I think we did say her name might be Sabrina Peckham, but yeah, I have more I information that. about her. Yeah. Um, this article is from WESH2. Family heartbroken after Florida woman's body found in jaws of 13-foot alligator. So we figured out who this lady was and what happened to her, is yeah. what you're saying. A Florida family is sharing their grief after a woman was found dead in the mouth of an alligator in Pinellas County. Uh, on Friday afternoon at around 1.50 p.m., a 13-foot, 8.5-inch alligator was pulled from a waterway in an area of Pinellas County. Uh, it appeared to have human remains in its mouth. Yeah. Uh, the alligator was euthanized. Sabrina Peckham, 41, was identified by Pinellas County deputies. Um, according to documents, Peckham was arrested in July for trespassing on county wetland. But listen, she was homeless. So that's what the trespassing was about. Oh, She was shit. setting up camp near the wetlands. Oh, no. Yeah. Brianna Doris, Peckham's daughter, uh -huh. uh, told WFTS that she struggled with homelessness. So oh, her mother Jesus. was homeless. Um, she says, quote, me knowing that she was staying 50 feet from where it happened, I prayed. Oh, I hope it's not her. I hope it's not her. Oh, my God. One second you're dozing off in your sleeping bag in your, like, your tent that you got from, like, the donations from REI or whatever. <sighs> and then the next minute you're fucking in the mouth of an alligator. Yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, so rough. I think she was just, she was camping near it. Like, she was sleeping near it. Oh, shit, and dude. And she just got, she got nabbed. She was roughing it. And yeah. Holy 
fuck. I know. That's so sad. She says, later that evening, law enforcement arrived at my door and pretty much told me that it was her and that she was gone. See, I imagined, like, because we knew it was, like, a middle-aged lady. Yeah. So I imagined she was, like, a some middle-class Floridian walking their, like, shitty white dog it's with the crust it in its eyes. To be fair. Yeah. yeah. It's always, like, a little chihuahua or whatever yeah, that gets yeah, too close yeah. to the, Yeah. And then and she goes, like, oh, oh I love that my sound. puppy, I yeah. love him. And then she winds up in the jaws. Oh, yeah. In the death roll. But, but no. no, it was a fucking victim of <laughs> victim of homelessness in the state of Florida. So she Kind of tying just, back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. If there was a social safety gator net somehow, <laughs> a social electric fence to yep. keep the gators out. Uh, her daughter says, I'm sure my mother is just gleaming, knowing that even one person cared about her, let alone thousands. She was so nice to everybody. It says that everyone in the community uh, rose up in support with a memorial uh, near the oh, site man. of the attack. Yeah, she deserves one. And they've been laying flowers there. Um, apparently, people knew knew her. Like, she was homeless, but people were like, that's the homeless lady that lives there. Sabrina Peckham? Sabrina, Sabrina yeah. Well, we if, count us in. That's There's two more supporters of Sabrina Peckham. May her memory live on. Absolutely. She's fucking chomped by an alligator in the middle of the night that's so fucked a 13 foot monster comes up and just you like you finally found somewhere soft to lay your head down for the night (laughs) (laughs) i mean i will say there's a little bit of common sense that in my mind would dictate to a lifelong floridian that maybe you might not want to let your guard down 50 feet away from what appears to be a body of fresh water that you can't see the bottom of but that being said, what a fucking tragedy. That sucks. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for the update, babe. Okay, I have a Florida man for you. Perhaps the smuggest mugshot that I've ever seen in my life. Florida man faces charges in Village's black market erectile dysfunction drug case. So the fucking dick pill kingpin of the Villages got nabbed last week. In the Villages, Florida, a man from the Villages is facing a year in prison after allegedly stockpiling erectile dysfunction medications and is accused of planning to distribute them. Federal prosecutors say Reginald Kinser, 77 years old, he honestly looks pretty good for 77, had more than $1,800 in erectile dysfunction drugs sent to him, which he got without a prescription from a licensed doctor. The Justice Department says Kinser planned to distribute the drugs locally and outside of Florida. So this is a multi-state operation. According to the charging document, the drugs were found during a search of Kinser's home by the Department of Homeland Security. The fucking Department of Homeland Security. That's what you tangle with when you're, when you're deciding to distribute pharmaceuticals, guys. Fucking Department of Homeland Security is going to come knocking on your door. Um, interestingly... Also, the department that nabbed Josh Duggar, a little tie-in to our Patreon episode from last week. Um, Anyhow, the uh, Department of Homeland Security raid was in 2018 while they were executing a search warrant. No information was provided about why Kinser is facing these drug-related charges now. A trial is expected to happen in November. He could face up to a year in federal prison and a fine of up to $10,000 if found guilty. It's not Kinser's first drug arrest. He was arrested back in 2020 for possession of several drugs, including marijuana, MDMA, and psilocybin. Let the fucking guy live. All right? I understand the multi-state, you know, um, dick pill drug ring 
that you want to sort of tamp that down. But, like, come on. The guy's fucking in his 70s. He can't take a little ecstasy and get nasty with the ladies at the villages in the town square. He can't fucking go wild, like, take some mushrooms and float in the pool, play golf, get his sip on, get his drink on. Marijuana. Is marijuana still not fucking legal in Florida at this point? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be coming down the pipe. I mean, you can only hold on to that fucking um, puritanism for so long. It's legal in most of the states of the country at this point. I'll bet you just that he didn't have like a green card or whatever. Um, He was found guilty in 2021 and given three years probation, according to Sumter County court records. Well, I say justice for Reginald Kinzer. Free my man Reggie. Um, who has the best mugshot, maybe second to Donald Trump's mugshot from earlier this year, um, that I've ever seen. He is grinning like a madman, showing off his veneers that he probably got with dick pill money. In fact, I'm positive he bought these with dick pill money. (laughs) He's got like the shiniest, whitest set of chompers that I have ever seen. Wow. I mean, can you describe the joy in this guy's face? He's just fucking loving life. Glee, exactly. Um, my dad has a missing tooth, and uh, he, oh yeah, this is recent. He's trying to goad my mother. He's mm-hmm. trying to gaslight and manipulate my mother mm-hmm. into um, paying multiple thousands of dollars yeah. to replace a tooth when he's eighty something years old. Eighty some, eighty nine. He's nearly ninety. Because round up, he uh, goes to get IV treatments twice a week. Yeah. Um, at the hospital. Because he's sick. Because he's sick. Um, and he has crushes on his nurses that uh. have become <laughs> so looming and so yeah. huge in his life yeah. that he's afraid of them seeing him without a tooth. Oh. Well, you know what he should do? He should just be like, um, he should, uh, I, he's charming. Your dad's a player, famously. He should do a through his lifetime and just talk through gritted teeth. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He's like he spent his life being just like charming, like ladies' man. But uh, he could adopt like the strong, silent type personality, like Ryan Gosling in Drive. He right. Just, like, but he has a whole thing and... going with them already, right? That's like, true. He, that's true. If he, he has a winning strategy, yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get when you. But pivot. sometimes there's a lot of mystery in the pivot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You could really entice them into like. Yeah, ooh, like, who is oh, this John, guy like, after what's all? Wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How complica- <laughs> how complicated. I love that he has this like flirtatious semi-romantic relationship with his fluid ladies. Yeah. And my mom will drive him there and and he goes like, "Oh no, no, you go." And she goes like, "No, I'll stay." And he's like, "No, no, no. no you no, go. It's, it's go all right. Ahead. You go on home and go. You know, once you go around the corner, have a drink." He wants to see his girlfriend without his bitch wife. His goddamn wife <laughs> breathing down his goddamn neck. She's going to tell them all. I've got an old lady, Florida woman. You do? You got another Florida woman? So it says, wild video shows 76-year-old Cheryl Henderson fleeing hit and run with body on the hood of her car. Oh, shit. Cheryl, Jesus. Florida hit and run victim clings to car's hood for two two miles after a woman tries to flee crash. Two miles? Palm Coast, Florida. A hit-and-run victim tried to take matters into their 
own hands uh-huh. when a 76-year-old woman struck their car yeah. but ended up on the hood of her car for two miles oh at my speeds god. of 50 miles an hour. Oh, my God. This is like, a, that's like Livia Soprano. Do you remember that? Yes. She ran over her maid. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Cheryl Henderson, 76, was arrested and charged with leaving the scene of a crash involving property damage and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, according to an arrest affidavit for the incident that happened Saturday in Palm Coast. Jesus. A hit-and-run crash was reported near the intersection of Palm Coast Parkway and Beltaire Parkway. Uh-huh. The driver, later identified as Henderson, reportedly left the scene, but not before allegedly trying to run over the hit-and-run victim. Yeah, oh my God. She wanted to like put him in the ground. Yeah. That's crazy. The victim told deputies they used their vehicle to try to block Henderson from leaving, but Henderson allegedly sped up. Wow. Bystanders, including Neilan Joseph, noticed Henderson and the man began arguing, noticed that they began arguing. Shortly after, he claims Henderson drove her car at the man. Whoa. The gentleman came out and said, you know, cops are on the way. Or we've already called the cops, and then she tried to drive away, Joseph said. Unable to avoid the vehicle, the victim ended up on the hood of the car. Fuck. Joseph said the man hung on desperately as she headed south on Beltaire Parkway. He said Henderson reached speeds of nearly 50 miles an hour as he followed (laughs) her in an attempt to get her to pull over. That is a nightmare for two miles? Can you imagine? I mean... Would you rather be woken up in the middle of the night by an alligator or be hanging on to the hood of a speeding car for two miles? Hanging on to the hood of a speeding car, <laughs> but it does Because there's a terrible. way out of that one. Yeah. My entire goal at this they point might slow down. was to just make sure people were staying far enough behind because if he fell off the vehicle, she would ultimately run him over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, I mean, he would just hit the pavement at 50 miles an hour, Jesus you know? Jesus Christ. Um, it says this could have become a deadly incident, said Flagler County Sheriff Rick Staley. Never hit yeah, another a person with a car. Miracle. Thankfully, that victim survived without any serious injuries. This but I'm is sure the it state, had to be a scary moment. This is the state of crime in Florida that the sheriff has to go on TV and make a public announcement to everybody. Please do not hit people with your car. It's insane. Do you want to see her mugshot? Of course I want to see her mugshot. Cheryl Hen- Show me Cheryl Henderson. Wow. Okay, she looks she looks old. If that guy in the villages Was is 77, 77, he looks fucking great. This is the inverse. She looks like she's had a rough. Yeah, she looks 97. She Dude, looks like a corpse, actually, reanimated. I mean, sorry, Cheryl. We're just calling it like we see it. Yeah. But, like, holy fucking shit. She's what got, goes like, on in people's heads when this is going on? I feel like old ladies can live their entire life on the straight and narrow, and then absolutely one moment something goes wrong, and they pop off. Do you think it's just they don't understand that if you hit somebody with their car, they're a real person who's actually going to die, and then you're going to have to go to actual jail? What, like, what caused this woman to know. think that this was a good idea? Or did she just, has her brain just been leaking, you know, on a steady drip for enough years that she now has no impulse control anymore? I think it has to be both. <laughs> in Maybe. order to pull something yeah. like this off. A complete lack of understanding of consequences mm-hmm. uh, and a sort of like brain drain that's yeah. happening over the course of her 70s. Yeah. Poor Cheryl. But wait, well, <laughs> poor wait a guy minute. on her wait hood. A she turned that guy into a fucking hood ornament. <laughs> Damn. He was like, the, he was like the, um, the carving of a woman on the front of a pirate ship. 
Yeah. There's a video miles. of it too. You guys can There's find it online. Video. Yeah. Fuck me. And the, it's it, it really is interesting. The uh, the guy J- Joseph, uh-huh. he is driving. You can see like him driving in front, trying to slow her down. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Oh my god. But she fucking she broke the she broke the uh, coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she went on a fast break. Okay, I have another Florida man for you. Florida man flaunts gun at son's Pop Warner football game in Leesburg. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. <laughs> you just sound <laughs> so, like, unsurprised by this. Wait, a lot of football players come from Leesburg. Yeah? Yeah. Is that like so? a good amount like of, like, D1 area. athletes and, like, yeah. Interesting. It's like, yeah, there are those areas in, like, Arizona and, like, California that make all the good baseball players. Mm-hmm, and they, oh, mm-hmm. there's one in Florida, too? Mm-hmm. Was it Parkland? Yeah. Like a bunch of good baseball players come mm-hmm. from Parkland. So this is like a football farm. Yep. Essentially. Okay. Leesburg, so it's Florida. Competitive, so, you know, the guns, I'm not that surprised. Fascinating. Okay. Leesburg outside of Orlando. An Orlando man arrested late last month during his son's Pop Warner game at Leesburg High School is accused of pulling a gun and threatening other parents over some alleged trash talking. Oh, shit. Police, which, by the way, I guess that's another rule we should establish is if you're in Florida, you should not trash talk people because you don't know who's going to pull out their gun. I know. You don't know. Even if they don't have a gun, you don't know what anybody's going to do at any given moment. A fucking 76-year-old grandma could turn you into a hood ornament, you know, on a snap, on the flip of a dime. Police responded to the high school's campus around 6.45 p.m. Saturday, September 30th, locating 40-year-old Quan Isom, I believe that's how you say his last name, in the passenger seat of a gray pickup truck that dispatch reported he was trying to get away in. <laughs> a woman driving the truck identified herself as Isom's wife and was instructed to exit the vehicle before officers told the man to walk backwards towards them. During this time, Isom allegedly argued with the officers and threatened to kill a canine at the scene. Always a good move. Threaten to shoot the officer's dog. That's like the Uno reverse card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Police are always shooting civilian dogs, so <laughs> just Uno reverse them. I'm going to fucking kill that canine, police said. While reportedly refusing further commands to lay flat, he was, quote, eventually escorted to the ground and detained in the high school's parking lot among Yellow Jacket Way, a police report states. Isom's wife told officers that they were from the Orlando area and were attending the youth football game for their son, who was a participant, adding to the report. She said her husband was arguing with other parents from the Leesburg youth team, one of whom allegedly made a remark that their son was better than Isom's, upsetting him, according to the report. (laughs) It was then that. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck did you say? It was then that Isom reportedly went to the truck, retrieved the gun. He was like, you know what? I know how to handle this. I'm going to shoot your dad. I'm going to give you debilitating trauma. You're going to grow up without a father and then see how good at football you are. Yeah. My kid comes from a stable household. Uh, retrieved the gun, was seen by others sticking it in his waistband, police said. Other parents ran away when they saw the gun. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ah! Which Isom carelessly and openly displayed, police said. Isom's wife said she rushed towards him, urging him to calm down and get in the truck, the report states. She also told officers her husband was intoxicated, which was why he was in the passenger seat during the stop. <laughs> okay, great. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. I don't drink and drive. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing That's I don't That's one thing do. I'll never do. <laughs> A three fifty seven revolver was found under the driver's seat of the pickup with four rounds of thirty eight special ammunition, one of them ready to fire, police said. By the way, do you realize how big a fucking three fifty seven 
revolver is. No, but I'm assuming big because of the way you said that. Do you remember that scene in Pulp Fiction where uh, Marvin's hiding oh, in the other shit, room? Oh, straight white man quoting Pulp Fiction. Okay, Wait okay, okay. It. Some stereotypes are true. Some stereotypes are true. Well, he's hiding. Okay, so Marvin's hiding in the other room, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson and um, John Travolta are in the other room. They get surprised by one of their friends pops into the room, brandishes this gigantic gun and starts blasting, right? But by some miracle, he doesn't hit them. And then they fucking blow him away. Uh, but he's holding a 357 Magnum, and I believe the quote is... Um, did you see that kid come in here with that goddamn hand cannon? Yeah, a 357 is what they're referring to. It's just a big fat hog of a pistol. So yeah, it's intimidating. It's like the dirty hairy gun. I mean, a step above that would be like a desert eagle or something like that. Would you like to take this time to quote The Godfather as well? I there's they don't use that gun in that movie. Is there the gun a that he u- band hides that behind you want to tell people the, about? The gun that he hides behind the toilet in The Godfather is oh a snub-nosed revolver that's a oh. lot smaller. It's probably a twenty-two. You guys, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I know some of our some of our listeners know more than me about guns, and they're probably listening to this going like foaming at the mouth, going like, "He's this fucking idiot doesn't know what he's talking about." Yeah, well, my experience with firearms comes from the movies. Okay, sue me. That's all I know. But he's either a way, elite. What are you gonna do? I'm not. A, I'm not an elite. <laughs> I don't even true. think I'm a liberal. That's very true. Um, but I do live in a big city. So okay, you, got, you got that on me. New York retiree pummels Florida man for calling her an Italian bitch. An Italian bitch? You can take the septuagenarian out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of the septuagenarian. Oh, my God. A fiery New Yorker who retired to Florida, surprise, surprise, was arrested Monday after brawling with a man who called her an Italian bitch during a heated argument in their normally tranquil Sunshine State community. The fuck you say to me? Also normally tranquil. Yeah, is Where that? Are you Florida? sure about that? Are you that? sure? <laughs> You're totally sure about that? Linda Marie Cacese, 71, was born in Brooklyn and later lived in Staten Island before moving south. Said she had every right to pummel her nemesis and stressed that she successfully landed some shots on him. The fracas was first reported by the Village News. Cachese, who lives in a sprawling retirement... I'm sorry. She lives in the villages. She lives in the villages. Ugh. Yeah. I would say I would categorize that as not normally peaceful and actually a hotbed of sexual and drug-related criminal activity. <laughs> I would as well. Told the Post in a feisty interview that her close friend lives in the same house as the combatant whose identity was not released. They were engaged. She broke it off after, he, after she realized what kind of a man he was. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. The retiree explained that she went to their shared home because she needed her friend to help reconnect a Bluetooth device for her. (laughs) Um, Damn. When I pulled up, he came out of the house cursing at me, calling me all sorts of names. He doesn't like me, probably because I take my friend out of the house. That's like a prison for her. (laughs) At one one point, the man uttered a phrase that the... Pugnacious Brooklynite was yeah, unable to tolerate calling Cacese an Italian bitch. Italian bitch. I got into a rage, she explained, recalling that her enemy scampered back to his home and locked the door as Cacese came toward him. Come out here and say that, she bellowed. Come yeah. out here and call me that. Right. Right. 
scared that she might break down his door or shatter a window to make him answer for the ethnic slur. Yeah. A man begrudgingly <laughs> opened the door. Cachese said he forcefully grabbed her um, on the arm and left bruises, arguing she was forced to defend herself. Uh-huh. We started fighting, she says. Mm-hmm. Cachese was eventually arrested on a misdemeanor battery. Um, they told me it was... They told me it was because I was on his property. I tried to tell them that I was invited to come over there. <laughs> she needed her Bluetooth As hooked up. My friend said, come here, I'll hook up your Bluetooth. Right, exactly. Yeah. As if like being invited onto the property it's like a vampire. means that you can then assault the people who live there. <laughs> yeah, she ne- all she needed was an invitation. Now she can do whatever she wants. I love that. I love um, the like, you can't get a New Yorker who's talking to the press about a crime they committed to not interject little personal details about the fight they were having. Oh, you want to hear even more oh, personal please. details? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it says, uh, after a reporter attempted to pose one final question, Cachese uh-huh. interjected, look, I've got to go, she said sharply. I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's It's perfect. It's it Put a little bow on it. I mean, you can't, you can't get more... Oh, look at a, you can't, I mean, you just could not get more succinct and perfect. I got to go to a doctor's appointment. She's mean mugging the camera too. She kind of is making the same facial expression as Donald Trump in her mugshot. Oh, sure. She's got yeah. this like side smirks, like scowl. It's a they smirk They gave me misdemeanor battery. But listen, my bail was only $500. It was only $500. I've got that. that no problem. <laughs> I love that, dude. <laughs> it was worth it. She's probably related to like 10 police officers, too, by the way. Oh, it has to be if she <laughs> lived know? in Staten Island. Oh, absolutely. Probably whatever's left of the Italian mob. Exactly. Whatever's left of the, the Cosa Nostra on one half of the family and then all the police officers in New York City on the other half of the family. <laughs> This is somebody who is not going to stay in jail for a long time, I don't think. No, 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 no. Amazing. Okay, I have one more little tidbit for you. Um, happy anniversary, Kelsey Ann. Um. Happy anniversary of 22 years ago, uh, the anthrax attacks oh. shortly following 9-11. The guy who got mailed anthrax in a fucking envelope in Florida, a Florida man, uh, died 22 years ago today. Wow. So happy death anniversary uh, to Robert Stevens, the Florida man who fucking <laughs> who inhaled eight to ten thousand spores of anthrax um, shortly after 9/11 and caused a national like hysteria. I remember this. Do you yeah. remember this? I do. Like. People were going like, they were like, be careful when you open your mail. I remember. They were like, look out for, um, look out for like animals behaving strangely because it could be a sign that like anthrax had been released into the air. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, and nobody ever figured out who was behind this, by the way. Do you remember? That never got it never resolved. resolved. Wow, shit. So the anthrax attacks just came and went and nobody was ever figured out who it was. I I struck up a conversation with a woman at a grocery store the other day. Oh, yeah? And she, her and I just started talking, and she said that um, her wedding anniversary was not long ago. She said that um, uh-huh. she got married on September 11th. And I said, well, then you can never forget. <laughs> and she just looked at me, and she was just like, eh, 
She just continued on with her conversation. <laughs> I was like, I don't think she got Some it. Some people just don't get it, babe. She's not quick enough. Some people don't get us. <laughs> you can never forget. You know, you never forget your anniversary. <laughs> 9-11, never forget. Oh, man. I mean, you kind of, you have to have like a, you got to have a sense of humor about something like that, right? I don't know. People in the Midwest are a little slow on the uptake sometimes. They're not quick. No. No. We're, uh, what are we? We're earnest? Plodding. Yeah. Plodding. Are you, you're sort of trying to like build the metaphor that people from the Midwest are like cows? Lumbering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Okay. Stocky. We are stocky. Mm Mm-hmm. We do graze. We do eat, consume a lot. We probably have four stomachs. <laughs> People from the Midwest region of the country. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. I would say not as uh, caustic or sarcastic or, uh, I don't know, casually evil as people from the West Coast. But I think that um, we hide behind this sort of veil of like manners and politeness uh that's very there uh, we are more complex than we come across right, i think right i just think that there's this sort of um thing here that you have to project you know like i don't know there's a, there's a version of this in the south where there's a lot of like gentility and like you know people say ma'am and sir and like this right. manners a lot are very of manners, important yeah. but the uh the manners are like a, a tool through which they can be really rude. Mm-hmm. I think that the the Midwest has a veneer, the veneer of earnestness and politeness and simplicity, um, but there are real human emotions hiding behind <laughs> that. But it's not necessarily like in the South where they can use it to be really rude. You know, they can use politeness to be mean. Um, I think here it's just like we're in prison basically we're just, we've all locked ourselves in prison yeah and so it's just you cannot simmering. yeah it's simmering yeah. we're all just simmering silently mm-hmm. i don't know watch fargo you'll see what mm-hmm. i mean you know they they captured the coens they captured it perfectly we're all just like boiling in our own little personal hell but we're not gonna let anybody else see <laughs> i wonder if that's just because like the winters here are so fucking bad that we're trying not to like you know Add any extra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, murder our whole family. Or, you know, when you go into town, you're not trying to like pile on. You know, everybody else is fucking miserable. So Mm. you're not going to pile on to everything else that they have to deal with. Or you expect them not to do it to you. So you're going to show them how to do it. (laughs) Man, I don't know. We're we're tough done to crack. (laughs) Um, Floridians, though, we love you because you just let it all hang out. We do. I love that about you. I feel like we should round off this episode with a little bit of Florida uh, Florida news. Uh, the city of Pensacola has ended its recycling program. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Just because they just said <laughs> fuck it. Um, oh. I was reading the I was reading the comments of the news about this, and a guy who's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm a recycling truck, like you know, waste disposal uh, driver, mm-hmm. and we just dump it all in the." in the fucking dump anyway. Like, none of it's getting recycled anyway, so you might as well just not lie about it anymore. Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Yeah, apparently nobody's recycling anything, so all that plastic is just sitting in giant heaps. Oh, man. Just saying. 
Um, another another bit, another little tidbit. I like to go on the Florida subreddit just to like get a. I know I'm dealing with redditors here, so it's a specific like slice of people, but um, you get you sort of get a feel for the general mood down in Florida. And some guy, one of the top comments or one of the top posts from the past week was, "Why is everyone so fucking angry here?" <laughs> Which we talk about, like yeah. everybody's like grumpy. And fucking pissed off all the time. I mean, like, you dump meth on top of that. You dump fentanyl on top of that. You dump, like, you know, alcohol abuse on top of that. Then you get Florida crimes. That's generally what we're dealing with. But underneath that, everybody's really fucking grumpy. And I was just... I was interested in seeing what Floridians had to say about that. Obviously, the top comment is that it's overcrowded, it's very expensive, the population keeps rising, and wages aren't keeping up with the cost of living. We've talked about it already. It just keeps getting worse. So I think Florida is going to keep getting more and more chaotic, and that will be interesting to watch, to say the very (laughs) least. Um, Good for our business. Yeah, exactly. Good for us. Uh, Somebody else says, because there's a campaign for people to move down here to, quote, enjoy their freedoms... And it subsequently brought down a lot of fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. And it used to actually be pretty chill here. Um, some other guy says, I agree. I've lived the majority of my life here. The last few years have been, shall we say, different. Um, and it's just interesting. Like, uh, that is a sort of a chicken or an egg question, don't yeah, you think? Yeah. Like, Florida was the place that said, come on down. Like, you can live the libertarian fantasy down here. And then all the assholes came, right. right? Making Florida asshole central. But if Florida didn't run the campaign saying, come on down and live the libertarian dream, then the assholes wouldn't have come. So is what, where did this all start? It's I a mean, cycle of violence. It's a cycle of, yeah, it's just, exactly. It's a cycle of violence. And it, I think it's got to do with something deeply inherent in the state that's completely inextricable from the character of Florida. But it's the paranormal. It's the ghosts. It's the ghosts. I guess we need negative energy to feed off of. This is paranormal 101. That's got to be it, babe. And the, so they're just calling. It's the ghosts. I think we finally figured it out. Okay, we'll do an episode on that shortly. Anyway, thanks for listening. We love you. Talk to you soon. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.